I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participation restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Talk of the Tune, a Newcastle United podcast. My name is Will and as usual I'm joined by my good pals and co-hosts Hodgie and Grey. You alright lads? A little bit better than you are. Woo! Yeah. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> How have respective weekends been? I'll go to Hodgie first. How's your weekend been? Good. Aussie Rules season has started Ostrich for me. Ostrich Rules? Ostrich Rules, yeah. We travelled up to Fife in a bus that would not have been signed off by the red tractor for eggs or for, or for hens. What? Because it was a tight old <laughs> fucking bus. Oh, the fit. I thought you yeah. meant like the mechanics yeah. of the van. No, no, no. <laughs> The insides were like a fucking caged hen's fucking digs, and it only could go 60 mile an hour. So it took four hours to get to uh, Fife from Newcastle, which was fantastic. But we won, came back, everything was very merry on the bus, and then everything got even merrier today with the results. We'll we'll talk about that. Absolutely. What's your team called again? Tiny's Tigers. Shout out Tiny Tigers. Yeah, give them a follow on all the socials and all that shite. Who cares? <laughs> uh, Gray, <laughs> you're calling in from somewhere, aren't you? You're in a you're in a centre park somewhere. Yeah, it's centre parks down in Longley. It was a bit of a mission to get here, but we're we're here. See the family, see the in laws, spend a bit of time with the niece, win some mini golf. Oh, how is it in the 1980s? It's good. Yeah, it's dead quiet. It's quite nice. You've been doing archery and. Bike cycling, no, what do you call no, it? No, no, none of that. Being... Bike cycling. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, we're, we're too we're too cool for all that. So we basically get up, walk to the pub, watch some football, walk home, have some tea, go back to the pub. Isn't that what you just do at home? Exactly. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, yes, I need to get my apologies in nice and early. I'm running on fumes. <sighs> Myself and good friend of the podcast, Ali, were in Milan over the weekend watching Como 1907 play in Syria B against Ascoli, said no one ever. But yes, we've <laughs> been away, having a great time in Milan, drinking too much, not sleeping very much. Como ended up drawing 1-1 with Ascoli for all those Syria B fans. 89th minute penalty for Como, great. you got to love it. But uh, yeah, not doing too well. So apologies in advance if the energy is low. Right, I suppose we should get into it with our standard icebreaker questions. I do have one prepared this time, might not be the best, but we'll see where we go. Gray, what is your favourite ever television programme? Oh. Uh, can I say... Don't say, you no, you can't have two. I swear you can't have to God. two. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> no. Super Sunday today. Hey. Sky Sports, 2 o'clock kickoff. 
I love that. Yeah, it's a good show. <laughs> but uh, I'd like your actual answer, please. <laughs> yeah, it's a that's a good one. I'd probably have to go something like a league of their own. What the with the, James the Gordon? Guy, yeah, Chelsea manager James Gordon. It's pretty pretty entertaining. I mean, no, it was I'd... when he when he was hosting it. It went a bit downhill when. Uh... Was it Romish Ranganathan now? Uh, yeah, it's, it's not it's not terrible now. Okay, so league you're in for Grey, Mr. Hodgson, favourite television programme? I think going back to when Jeremy, James and Richard were all on Top Gear, like some of the shit that they used to do was funny as fuck. Like, That's good like show. Some of the specials. Yeah, good oh show. my yeah. word. Like some of the specials they did like when they went to India and stuff like that, so funny. Um, I'm going to do a Grey. I'm between three. Oh. It's either Phoenix Can Knights. I guess? Oh yeah, go on, sorry. What's it called? Father Ted. That's got to be like up there for you. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah, so Phoenix Knights, Father Ted, and then there's one more that's up there. Ugh. It's another Channel 4 comedy. Oh, what's it called with the people that had like masks on the face? Brian Badunde. Oh, what is it? F- face Jacker. Face Jacker, yeah. No, I think that, no, that again, that would probably be Ali Fraser's, not mine. The other one would be the IT crowd. Oh, between yeah, those three. Show. IT but crowd. I think if I, had to, if I had to go for it, it would probably be Phoenix Knights just for the proper rolling around the floor belly laughs that you <laughs> yeah. get from that program. Oh, so funny, man. There you go. Love it, love it, love it. Right. Well, yes, we are back. Apologies, we missed a week or missed a game. Our busy schedules did not allow us to record the Aston Villa match review, but thankfully, it was a bit of a blessing in disguise in the end as we got absolutely rolled over by high-flying Aston Villa and Ollie Watkins, who absolutely destroyed us. We're not going to talk about it because we'd much rather talk about today's result. And also, Hodgie and I didn't watch the Villa game, thankfully. So that could be why. But yes. Call yourselves fans. <laughs> really terrible, isn't it? Terrible. Shocking. Shocking. Again, as standard, before we get into it, three words to describe how you're feeling after the Spurs game. I'll go to Gray again. You can kick us off with, let me just say again, three words, please. <laughs> Check your passports. Check your passports. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's a good. Uh, Hodgie? <laughs> uh, over the moon. Love Keep that. It. Keep it simple. Yeah, short and sweet. I love it. Well, it's three words. Three it's words, always yeah. the same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go for our midfield maestro and come on to that in a bit. But fuck, what a result. So we are recording on Sunday, the 23rd of April. After having just beat Tottenham Hotspurs 6-1 at home with possibly one of the best performances I've ever seen from a Newcastle United team, puts us back up to third place in the Premier League on 59 points, level with Man United, but we have a plus 20 goal difference versus them down in fourth, although they do have a game in hand. Right, Hodgie, how are you feeling after that? Absolutely mint. I'm glad I didn't get to the pub late because I would have missed <laughs> majority of what we're going to talk about. But I managed to get there about five minutes just before everything kind of unraveled. And it was absolutely fantastic, wild, wonderful. There's many, many ways to describe how today went. And yeah, I don't think I'll be forgetting it for a while. Gray, up there with one of the best performances you've seen from a Newcastle team? It's got to be. I, I can't ever remembering us even looking like scoring five goals in 20 minutes, never mind actually doing it. And against our probably rivals to get into Europe at the minute, or Champions League, it's a statement and we didn't just outplay them we made them look like boys it was incredible yes it did seem a bit of a training session for large portions of the game I mean within 21 minutes we were 5 nil up I was actually quite disappointed that it took another god knows how long I think it was the 67th minute before Callum Wilson got the 6th and final goal for us 
yeah, it was an absolute training day that we just absolutely blew them out of the water. And it all started with our mate Jacob Murphy, everyone's favorite shithouse and little, <laughs> little grinning schoolboy. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, if we talk through the goals, so Joe Linton, quite rightly man of the match today. Some great work on that left-hand side. I think it was very much needed bringing him back on the left-hand side. And he's very much earned his place as the starting team in that position. And then we have the luxury, obviously, of dropping him back into centre mid and bringing someone on like Anthony Gordon on the left. But yes, darting run inside, fires one off for Hugo Lloris, pushes it out to Jacob Murphy, who's there waiting. Bang, 1-0. We then, Hodgie, you'll absolutely love this one, Fabian Scher again, Mm. A pretty straightforward diagonal ball straight up the pitch. Much like the link-up against West Ham, Joe Linton pops it round Hugo Lloris and, uh, and puts it away. Think that one's a fluke, like Jamie Carragher said the last one, Hodge? <laughs> Definitely not. Also, a shout-out to J7 and his touch and composure there. Oh, that was just like... Unreal. Amazing stuff. That like. Chef's kiss, mm. if you didn't get that. Chef's kiss from Hodgie. Yeah, and then, this is the one I really wanted to talk about, but the third goal, Jacob Murphy's goal, what a bloody screamer, Gray. First of all, I think we've got to give some credit to Shah, who put some serious pressure on Son and, and spurs his half. And then it just falls to Murphy, who just turns, runs five yards. We all know he's got a hell of a strike on him, and he, he buried it. Loris didn't stand a chance that he didn't even move. Yeah, what a finish. I mean, couldn't have asked for more, could you? And just the, the smile on his face after said it all. It was just like, <laughs> what is going on? For a bloke who <laughs> scored one goal so far this season, it was just like, I, yeah. He surprised himself, it seemed. Again, it was like a, a, a kid in a candy shop, wasn't it? it? Sounded quite American there. A child in a sweet shop. <laughs> I think he, yeah, very much surprised himself. I loved the celebrations of all of our goals. You've got Jacob Murphy absolutely smashing out a big, come on, after he scores the first one. You've got Joe Linton doing his standard knee slide. You've got Jacob Murphy not knowing what the fuck he's just done, but, but absolutely loving it. Got Isaac, cool as ice, and then Callum Wilson's little salute at the end. I thought the boys were unbelievable today. And that shot from Murphy, who knew he had that in his locker? We've seen a few free kicks from him over the years. I remember good ones against like Wolves last year, but maybe the year before it was under Stevie Bruce. But yeah, who knew he had that in his locker? Do you think Lloris on the first three goals, maybe the first and the third Hodgie could potentially be doing better? Yeah, I think one of Isaac's goals as well, one that, yeah. that tight angle, like I think he could have probably done better, but you've really got to put it to the lads because even if they didn't score two of those, for example, we'll still come away with the 4-1 win against Spurs. And I think it just shows that the effort is being praised more in the in the cohesion in the team than just individuality of the goals themselves, which is really good to see because this season has really showed that if you play as a team, anything can really happen, I suppose. Mm, absolutely. Great. did you have a point? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think today was just highlighted the difference between playing as a team and almost playing as a group of individuals like Spurs did. Obviously, we all know what Conte came out and said, so don't want to dwell on Spurs too much. But yeah, like Newcastle, just we played as one. We knew exactly where everyone was going to be and just we were out there to enjoy it. I mean, Spurs' only goal came from a bit of magic from Kane, just picking the ball up, driving 20 yards and quite a smooth finish past Pope with his left foot but apart from that they didn't really threaten and it was all us and we just kept the ball well we just showed real purpose and real desire and fight and it was just really really good to see I thought Villa played very well but had we turned up last week like we did today I think it would have been a completely different story 
Yeah, I think the big difference this week and the one change in the Villa game versus today was the return of Sean Longstaff. So Gordon dropped to the bench. As I say, we pushed Joe Linton up on the left-hand side and Longstaff slots back into that midfield three, which has served us so well so far this season, that midfield three of Longstaff, Guimaraes and Willock. He wasn't necessarily a superstar, as in getting on the score sheet or doing anything particularly spectacular, but I think the return of Longstaff and his industry and the engine that he is proving to be this season really made the difference in the centre of the park. I don't think they could deal with our front six at all. Hodge, do you think Longstaff was a big difference today or was it just a, you know like a huge individual performance from people like Joe Linton? No, I think everybody pulled the weight and I don't think we can really single any one person out here. I know there was some people that have been like kind of made a shine light of really, which is obviously J7 got man of the match. But as as a whole team performance, like you can't look at it and be like, this person was better. It was, like I say, the whole bundle of it all was just fantastic. I don't think we need to single people out neither because everyone just knows how well everyone played. And if they need any kind of recognition from the day, like they shouldn't do. Because you could tell it on their faces that they were fully enjoying football. Mm. I mean, every time they scored a goal, like you mentioned before, like it was just, it was mad. Like they were having a party on the field as well as the fans in the stadium, which it would have been amazing to be there today. I don't think the players could believe it themselves how easy it was. Um, we, we talked about it, my three words, our midfield maestro, Joe Willakini, yo, was absolutely brilliant today as well. Again, maybe spurned one golden chance that he, he probably should have put away. But can we just take a second to appreciate his assist for Isaac's first goal? A first time outside of the boot pass that goes beyond the Spurs player and pretty much lands perfectly at Isaac's feet. I mean, you will not see a better pass this weekend. Instinctive and world class. So much credit for him in that goal, which Isaac then obviously he picks the ball up and slots it past Hugo Lloris. Again, we don't want to single people out, but I thought Willock was absolutely brilliant today. And it must be his new haircut that's doing him <laughs> doing him all the wonders there. Yeah, brilliant. Then we've got Isaac, as you say, Hodgy, you know, burst down that right-hand side and slots it past Lloris. I was thinking uh, probably the exact same as you two boys, that Lloris potentially should be doing better, given that it's right in front of him. And that was it. That was the first half. Five goals in 21 minutes, and then we had to sit through another 24 at least to get us to half time without any goals, which just felt very boring and mundane. I think we've set our expectations too high. One big change, or sorry, two big changes. Obviously, one was needed. I think it happened after about 23 minutes. They hiked off Pape Saar. Who? Never heard of him before <laughs> in my life. And they bring on another central defender in Davinson Sanchez. And for me, Although the damage was done, that did seem to kind of stem the flow a little bit. Gray, do you think? I'm trying to unpick what the problem was with Spurs today, whether it was a formational issue, individual player issue. Like, why was Pape Sar hoiked, for example? Yeah, I was trying to figure it out when they made the change. They seemed to start with like three at the back and two wing backs, but they seemed to keep that after the change so whether it was just a change of personnel and they may have mismatched their one-on-ones or something like that in their analysis I don't know and we literally just wanted it more we had more fight we yeah we wanted the ball and I don't remember them really putting in many tackles which weren't out of just pure frustration after we'd scored four goals or just like working their socks off to try and get the ball back you look at Harry Kane you'd probably rarely venture 
20 yards into his own half when your backs are up against it you defend from the front it's no good like your striker being behind the ball if you're defending for your lives which is exactly what Spurs were doing in that first half I don't know it just seemed to be all over the place lacked structure lacked any real cohesion Mm. this is a huge game for them if they win today they're level on points with first of a game in hand I think is it Mm -hmm. and yeah they're probably looking favourites to secure that fourth Champions League spot but now they're looking like they may not have another caretaker manager uh, before the end of the weekend in serious serious trouble bottle jobs aren't they it was all changed after the first half I've never seen this before, but captain and goalkeeper Hugo Lloris was replaced by old Newcastle boy and RGS lad Fraser Forster at halftime. And they actually got off to a decent start. Uh, I mean, obviously Harry Kane scored that goal. It was much more level. It must have been a structural thing. But I don't know whether Lloris had a tweak or an injury or whether it was just purely down to a terrible performance, but the second half was actually 1-1 in the end. I mean, we make a couple of good changes, about 65 minutes is how does Almiron comes back on after a few weeks out with injury. Did he feature last week, Gray? Almiron, did he come off the bench? He came on for about 15 minutes to go, I think. Okay, so similarly, he's come on to play a little bit part today, replaces Murphy, which is very strange to say, who was on a hat-trick when he went off. Mental. Uh, Almiron comes on, makes a bit of a nuisance of himself, puts the ball into the box, takes a wicked deflection, lands at Callum Wilson's feet. And after having been on the pitch, I think for about 65 seconds, slots <laughs> it past Forster. I mean, what an introduction from Wilson again, Hodge, and what a role he is playing as someone to come off the bench. I think every time he's come off the bench over the last few games, he's picked himself a goal. Yeah, I think we, we like him play like in that kind of role. He knows where to be, like to, to kind of get those like cheeky little kind of finishes in. Takes it first time and... Yeah, I think it, even even for the rest of the game, he had something to offer, which has been fantastic for him, not only to kind of be able to back up Isaac. Obviously, he's trying to want and play in more of a, probably a cent, more central role in him being first name on the team sheet for a striker, but it's not, it's not getting him down. He's coming on and he's still giving all his, all his worth, which I think for everyone who plays for us at the minute does come on and, and really wants to fight that. And if they're not, it happens like, say, Ryan Fraser. It'll be like, a, if you're not going to give it for the team, you're not welcome type thing. So fantastic for him to grab a go and keep 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 him sharp, I suppose. Um, Such a classy these, player. Yeah, 100%. And moving into these final games, it's going to be key to keep this rotation policy that he's got and, and utilise the players that we have and, and keep that kind of momentum going as in people's kind of form, not only on the pitch, but in terms of their own mental states and, and the team's mental state as well. Mm. What a true professional that comes on and does that and what a bagsman he is. And too right that he gets so much credit for his role in the team lately. I mean, lots of other strikers with Isaac coming in would probably have a bit of a huff and say, this isn't for me. But he's, I think, relishing his role and his contributions. I think he's on 11 goals for the season now, Callum Wilson in the league. I saw on Instagram earlier, they put the top five scorers so far this season. I think it's Almiron and Wilson on 11. And then behind them now on 10, you've got Alexander Izak, who's got 10 in 15 games, which is, as I say, an unbelievable return for someone that for the large part of this season has played a bit of a bit part role and has been injured for a lot of it. Uh, someone who would be disappointed not to score would be Dan Byrne when he headed the ball and Sean Longstaff was just stood in the way going, oh, yeah. fuck, <laughs> can I get out of the way of this? <laughs> he would have loved that being a, being a local lad and finishing off the, the kind of scoring. Yeah. The club, really. yeah, it's always good to see local boys score. I mean, Great, come to you on this. I d- obviously don't want to be negative for such a positive result, but I'm going to be anyway. 
I thought Dan Byrne looked absolutely exhausted at about 25 minutes in. I don't know whether it's just his gait, just the way he is, because he's such a big man. It just takes so much exertion to move his fucking big lump of a body around, or what it is, but he looks so laboured. And it also looked like Kulisevsky was going to have a really, really good day against him, much like people like Jared Bowen and other really skillful right-handed wingers have done so. I just, I kind of wish that we'd see more of Target lately. It would make me feel more comfortable. Obviously, it hasn't impacted the game. We've come away with this convincing winners. But I think that masks the fact that Dan Byrne isn't necessarily having the best run of games at the minute. What do you think? Well, I remember him putting in a couple of really good tackles, I think, in the early in the second half when Tottenham were building up a bit of momentum. That probably sound like a broken record. He's a good defender, but for me, he's not an out-and-out left-back. He can fill in when we're desperate. But... Fill you in. <laughs> oh, he certainly could. <laughs> Even with one less finger. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't square up to a bloke he's that tall, isn't he? And I mean, I'm six foot, so <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't stand a chance. And he could certainly probably chase me down the street, like no bother as well. Although, I don't know, if I hit about 20 minutes, <laughs> if I could run constantly for 20 minutes, I might be all right, but I'd seriously struggle with that. So you're fucked then? Yeah, either way, he'd probably be able to reach out his long arm and just grab me anyway. So, <laughs> But yeah, anyway, back to Dan Byrne. I think he's had a great season and you can't not say that. It was interesting today that how took Trippier off for Mankio where previously he has been taking burn off the target with about 10, five minutes to go. And I think it was a really good opportunity just to give target that half hour, even possibly 40 minutes, if not even a full half, just to try and get him back up to full match speed. We had a five-goal cushion at halftime and like you say, burn looked knackered. But again, he doesn't look like he moves freely all the time. So whether it was some of that, but yeah, I would have liked us to see see Target have a good stint today. For me, he's got to be pushing for that left back place. We were rotating really well at the top of the pitch. So why not give some of our defenders an opportunity? Yeah. I thought Mankio when he came on had a decent little cameo. He is just a very steady player, Mankiw, and has been over the years. Don't know why he gets a bad rep. Obviously, he's not going to get in the team ahead of Kieran Trippier, but a very, very able deputy. One other point I had, uh, Hodge, come to you for this one, but I personally thought that Fabian Scher could have done better with the Harry Kane goal. He had a couple of chances to get the ball away, flick a leg out and get rid of it, but didn't. And obviously, a striker of Harry Kane's quality is going to punish you for something like that. I think he was trying to delay him and delay him and delay him, which is what you get told first is to try and delay to try and get support behind you. And then I just think he got a little bit too confident in his approach and tries to jump in onto Kane, which Kane manages just to squirm the ball away from him. So could he have done better? Yes, I think he could have. He could have probably just dropped off a little bit and slowed down his run rather than trying to jump in there. It's hard when it's like in that moment of the game, would you rather try and put a tackle in and take him out before the penalty area or let him run into the penalty area where it can get a little bit more dangerous. It's a tricky one, but I think what we've seen from him in the past, he probably could have done better, but I think it's a small blemish on a a fantastic result, so I'm not really going to dwell too much into it. Technically got two assists today, I think. I think so. He counted as an assist with that tackle. Um, I'm going to do what I always forget to do, and I'm going to go to an ad break here. So if you don't fancy listening to some adverts, feel free to skip ahead. And before I do, I'm going to do the socials, Hodge, haven't forgotten. You can find our podcast on all major podcasting platforms, so Acast, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. We'd love it if you could go on there, give us a five-star review and a rating. That would be great. 
You can find us on Twitter at TOTT Podcast, on Instagram at TOTT underscore podcast, and on Facebook by searching for Talk of the Tune Podcast. Yeah, we'll see you in a sec. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, app participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, we're back. I have no idea what those adverts would have been, but I hope you enjoyed them. <laughs> um, I wanted to just give a little spotlight to today's Man of the Match. Joe Linton, I thought, was absolutely fantastic today. Hopefully you boys agree, but I think from the word go, obviously he was right in there causing Tottenham a whole load of trouble. And for once, didn't get a yellow card. I think he, before this game, was the most booked player in the league, which kind of shows you a little bit about who he is as a player. But I thought he was absolutely everywhere today and was truly, truly, truly well-deserved as a man of the match and as an unbelievable player. Hodge, do you think being on that left-hand side allowed him or freed him up to be able to do that a bit more? Or do you think, had he just had his Weetabix today? I think just in terms of the yellow card thing just then, I think he's been unlucky a couple of times with some poor refereeing to get yellow carded. I but think so. Yeah, he's just an industrious little bugger, isn't he? But um, he's been fantastic wherever he's wanted to be played. Even last year or the start of the season, I still wouldn't have liked him to be on the left-hand side because I just didn't think he had much to offer. I think he was much better through the middle. But he's really adapted. As he's obviously been working on his running with the ball and also finishing. He's managed to get a hell of a lot more shots on target. And I think having him as a bit of a utility player now and allowing other players to play in that position and having him potentially drop back or, or move into wherever he needs to has been a real godsend. I think he's done fantastic and all plaudits for him today, really. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Les, did you have a point? Les, the improvement's massive, but for me, he always seems to bring out his best against Spurs. Oh, yeah. He scored his first goal for the club against Spurs. Yeah. And he seems he's scored quite a few against them. And he always seems to have a, an absolute blinder against them. Yeah, just thrilled for the bloke. I've always been a fan of him ever since we brought him in, apart from his finishing. Mm. But yeah, he's getting all the plaudits that's fully deserved. And he's almost an inspiration for the rest of the team of like, look where I was and look where I could go. And probably for any other player who may be thinking about joining us, I think, in the future. He's fantastic. I love the man. I love the man so much. Definitely gets that little most improved trophy, doesn't he? I don't know. Maybe he might be fighting him for that. Yeah, so all credit to our man of the match, Big Joe, today. He only cost 40 million. What a bargain that's looking now. <laughs> In terms of 40 million or 45 million, the question of Anthony Gordon. So obviously he started the game last week against Aston Villa, and we all know which way that went. Brr. We've then decided to play Joe Linton, who, by all intents and purposes, is now a central midfielder, back up on the left-hand side, rather than playing Anthony Gordon. Controversial question, but Hodge, 
is it looking like 45 or 40 million quid wasted or do you still have faith that Anthony Gordon will come good? I mean, time will tell, but might be some true colours I'm just coming out compared to what, well, if you look at like kind of what happened at Villa, but today, if he'd scored that chance that he had late on in the game, yeah, I think it would have been totally different. It would have been all smiles. I think he's getting probably a little bit frustrated with himself that he hasn't been able to perform. So it's a bit of a amalgamation of a lot of things, but right now it doesn't look good, but who knows, like Joe Linton didn't look 40 million when he first came, but if you just give him time and let the backroom staff work the magic a little bit, then hopefully that can get turned around. Might have to move Gordon's position if that's the case to get the best out of him. Maybe he's God him. knows where he'll end up playing. New um, left back. <laughs> yeah, could well be, could well be. I mean, it, it's a funny one, but... The three big signings that we've made that have been fantastic so far, I think Isaac, Guimaraes and Botman, I think have been a result of our scouting system and like the, the financial admin side of things. So like that kind of management of the side of it. Whereas I think Gordon was a player that Howe really liked and petitioned for and wanted in January. Don't know if he's going to be trusted in, <laughs> in that side of the game anymore if it continues to be the case. Because as you say, maybe we're being unfair. He's played a bit of a bit part role so far, but he really needs to come good. And as you say, Hodge, I think a goal in that game would have done him the world of good and got him on the right track. Gray, did you have a point? I feel like that's possibly a little bit harsh. You look at the partnership, which Willick and Joe Linton have mastered on that left-hand side, how they interchange constantly during a game. And it seems to work so well from day one that for a player like Gordon to come in like halfway through a season, remember, and to try and find that balance with a new team, new system, new way of playing, it's probably really difficult. And he's still very young and clearly quite passionate and emotional and probably short-fused. But I'd really like to see what we can do to him in the summer and get a full preseason under his belt. For me, he's, he is showing some promise, like, it was a good opportunity today, which he probably should have scored. But I think all he needs is that goal and some confidence and some more time with the team. And I'm still confident that he will come good. And I think he is getting a lot of grief. Some of it deserved, some of it I feel is pretty harsh. But I guess that Hodge says time will tell. Indeedy doody. I think that's all fair, but you've also got to consider he cost us 45 million quid. It's all good given someone time, but... There's expectations attached to a big price tag. And we all know what he's like. We've seen him play for Everton over the years. We know what he's capable of. He just needs to start showing that. And when he gets a chance, like he did against Aston Villa, he needs to perform. Uh, Do you have a point before we move on from that, Hodge? Um, it's not a point on that. It was a kind of a link into another left winger that oh, we have. Oh, you're doing the fucking links now, are you? <laughs> My show now, bitch. Please do. <laughs> um, it's something that Gray mentioned a couple of weeks back. I think it was around about the Villa game. And it was like ASM's injury and why he's away in France. If he's gone away to go and see a specialist, like you say, like then all, all fair, that's fine. Get him seen doing the best possible manner that we can do it to get him back so he can be fit and challenging. But if he's gone away to just have a bit of a swanny, which it looks like he has kind done. of recuperate, which it seems like it is, then I think that's ridiculous because when Trippier did his foot, he was on crutches at the pitch side. He was going on the team bus to mm-hmm. away games. And I just think it's not True. showing the right 
level of respect to the management and your fellow players if you're just going away to have rest somewhere. But I think there was a quote that he said where he needs to look at his best interests and whoever wants to give him his best interests back as a mutual thing, then he will leave. So I think he's already kind of a little half foot out the door just dipping his toe in with his agent to see who's actually going to be interested to see if they want to take his signature in the summertime. And I think if he's going to carry on like this, I, I wouldn't mind kind of seeing him go then. I think if, if, like we've always kind of mentioned that, the kind of 35, 40 million mark, if we can get that off someone like an Italian team, AC Milan or anyone in Spain, France, somewhere where we're not going to potentially have him <laughs> turn on us and, and put a hat-trick past us in a league game where we need points. I think it's going to be a, a worthwhile investment for us to look into seeing how we can potentially move him on. I don't know how you guys think, but I, for me, I just think it's a bit of a, a shit show what he's doing at the minute. If it if it is just him going away for a rest. Mm. You should do this more often, Hodge. I was way better than me. Merci. Ah, Durian. You brought us nicely on to, to Maxi, and, and I totally agree. I have almost come to terms with the fact that he might be out the door in the summer, and I think the team is purposely adapting to that obviously we've had Gordon come in we've got Murphy playing really well on the right hand side obviously Miggy's been out injured but if he was back we have more depth in the wings on the left hand side yeah we've got Joe that can play there well we've got the two Joes we've got Willican, Joe Linton obviously not ideal to have them up there but we do have that depth of cover he's given us lots to smile about in the past Maxi and when he came in he was just the kind of signing we needed or wanted in terms of entertainment and being that mercurial talent. But I think quite often I get really frustrated with the flaws in his performances, which is lack of defensive cover. They're not tracking back. They're really not seemingly throwing his all into it if things aren't going his way. That kind of petulance maybe. And yeah, I think your case study before, Hodge on Trippier kind of being there, that's the kind of metal you want in the team and that shows the spirit you want in the team. You want to be there. And as I say, you've got to caveat that with, yes, he might have his reasons, but it might not all be as it seems. You can't believe too much you read on Twitter and all that. But yeah, he should be doing all he can to be there with the guys and you know, in with that post-match celebration changing room photo for me. Hodge, if someone came in and said 30 million quid, would you take that? Snap the hand Yeah, up. I think so. But again, I want to have a team that we sell them to not be in our division. I'd rather see him go abroad just to limit the damage that he could potentially reap on us in the future. But I mean, probably not for us. They'll probably buy him because they're buying everyone else at the minute. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> then he'd be crocked out for the season. Yeah. Like, they're just like they do Chris, Chrissy Wood. Shame for them. Oh, I'm just watching that video on Twitter of that old lass that was running ah, yeah. in the stands with the with the black and white flag. So good. I thought that was brilliant. The people in the background celebrating her as well. I've just seen on Adam Pearson's Twitter, but apparently she's called Heather. And she's going to be walking 100 miles in May for cancer research. And he's put a link to her donation, yeah. So get on, Heather. That's uh, that's really cool. God, what a day. We'll look to wrap it up now in terms of the Spurs game. But what a day. Let there be many more of those to come. But no rest for the wicked. We come back on Thursday evening against Everton away. So score predictions will go to uh, Monsieur Gray, Premier. You first, Gray. What are you thinking for Everton? In my eyes, Everton are dreadful. So I'd love us to put a few more past them as well. And I mean, it's always fun to see Pickford pick the ball out the back of that, isn't it? So, you know what? Let's go for another 4-0 Newcastle. 4-0, whoa. 
We've got to all place a bet on our individual predictions after this, please. A pound to back all of our ridiculous predictions. Uh, Hodgie, what are you saying for Everton? It's going to be hard because it's total Brexit ball by Sean Dice, so it's going to be hard to break <laughs> down. But if we can catch him like we did on uh, Spurs on some of the breaks, well, I'd say 3 nothing to Newcastle United. 3 0. Going to put your money where your mouth is, Hodgie. And I'm going to go 2 0 to the tune. I've got a feeling. Feel it in me where it is. Yes, let's hope for the best, see where we get with that, and we'll no doubt catch you after that game for post-match review. I think that just about wraps it up for this episode. What an episode to be recording, what a result to be talking through. Again, as I say, let there be many more to come. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.